Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. A stallion who needs some training is better than someone who doesn't get out of the stall. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are helping believers live out kingdom life in the context of the culture and their local church. We are doing portraits of Jesus from the gospel of Mark, and I hope you're enjoying this and reading along with me and just getting saturated and seeing Jesus uh, more in vivid color, seeing some of the the nuances of, of seeing the Jesus of the Bible, not just some far-off Jesus who was a great teacher or a preacher, which of course he was. So I want to go to Mark, the ninth chapter, and I want to read verses 33 through 37. Uh, and it says, they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he began to question them, what are you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another which of them was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, if anyone wants to be first, he shall be last and, all the, and be servant of all. Taking a child, he set him before them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. So let's put this in the context. Uh, Matthew 9, or Mark 9, is a longer chapter. He starts with some stuff about the, the, the Son of Man end times. They go into... Uh, the transfiguration. He talks about his death and resurrection. And so that's the context of what begins to happen here. And in verse 33, uh, Jesus was questioning them. Actually, the Greek tense is, he was, it was a continual question, like, like, what were you guys talking about? What were you guys talking about? What did you mean by that? So there was a, a, a little bit of a I don't want to say interrogation, that's probably too strong a word, but it's certainly a, a, an inspection of what was going on here. And in verse 34 is they kept quiet, and it's the same, it's the same tense. They just kept on being quiet uh, about what they were talking about. And so Jesus <clears throat> answers their question about being the greatest. Now, I think it's important here, uh, I think different on this than a lot of other commentators do, that somehow this was a wrong question. Uh, remember, they had just come from the Mount of Transfiguration, where there were three distinct apostles that were a part of that, and the other nine weren't. So there was a little bit of a hierarchy. We know that we we know that from reading the Scripture. We see the sons of thunder. Uh, there's no dispute about that. Jesus never rebukes them for wanting to be great. That never says, oh, that's really a bad motive, that's really a bad idea. And also, their paradigm at that point probably was still that Jesus was going to set up a physical kingdom and they wanted to be a part of it. God doesn't uh, chastise you for wanting to have spiritual ambitions. He just wants those ambitions to be sanctified so they're not about you and they're about him. God is looking for some self-governed, self-starting people who respond 
to Holy Spirit. So I don't see this as a rebuke at all. As a matter of fact, there's nothing in the text that would lead us to believe it's a rebuke. Look at verse 35. Okay, he says, and sitting down, hmm, sitting down. So Jesus isn't preaching to them. He's communicating to them. He's going to have a conversation with them. He's going to talk with them. This is not an angry posture. This is not him rolling his eyes. This is not what happened earlier in, in Mark 9 where he sighed because of their unbelief. That's not the context here at all. And, and I think it's important that we don't read things into this that are not there. Were they off base a little bit? Yeah, but Jesus takes that and redeems it. I always said I'd rather, I'd rather have somebody that's a stallion than, than somebody that doesn't want to get out of their stall. You know, I'd rather try to disciple that guy than somebody that's just going to, you know, stay within the parameters all the time and, and not have any ambition, not want to do anything, not want to run any risk. So I think Jesus' posture here tells a lot. Sitting down, he called them and said, if anyone wants to be first, he doesn't say it's a bad idea for you wanting to be first. He never said that. If anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all. In other words, I'm going to tell you how to be first. Put everybody else first, and that's how you become first in the kingdom. Put the mission first. Become the servant first. Of all, and you've got to remember, in the uh, in the culture of that time, uh, especially for educated Jewish people, there was a definite caste system where there were just things that educated and religious Jews didn't do. They didn't touch. They didn't get their hands dirty, literally and figuratively. Okay, so what Jesus is introducing to them is is pretty strong. But they've already seen it. They've already seen it modeled. Just a few verses before, Jesus cast out the demon of the boy who is vexed and foams at the mouth and has convulsions. And he says to bring that child to him, something no Jewish rabbi would have done. And so we see this in the ministry of Jesus. So he has, he has modeled this. Uh, when they're not eating, he's not eating. That type of thing. And I think we have to really grab and understand the whole picture here. Now, he talks about being a child. Think of what is a child. A child is not just naive. A child needs knowledge. A child needs to be educated. I think he's saying, don't make it a priority of your knowledge, but make it a priority of your ability to learn. Let me say that again. Don't make what you know what qualifies you. Make what you want to know and how teachable you are that qualifies you. That's what a child is. You know, are we there yet? How come? Why? That's what a child does, right? So I think that's what we're going to do. And a child needs care. Don't assume people around you don't need care. They don't need consideration. And of course, a child needs protection. Uh, I, we could probably go a lot deeper in that, but I think if you think of those three things, that's how we relate to children, and we should honor children and not rebuke them for being children and enjoy them being kids when they're kids, all right? But then in verse 37, he says something I think that's really key. 
that we pass up, okay? And this is what he says. Now listen closely. Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. Now this is not only the great principle of delegated authority, it's the great principle of delegated affirmation. When I send somebody and you treat them kindly, we know this from Matthew 25, whoever has done this the least of these has done it unto me. Well, now he's talking about servant leaders here. And he says this, whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. What is Jesus saying to them? You're not just serving me, you're serving the Father. And when you're asking other people to serve, you're not asking them to serve you, you're asking them to serve the Father. And when you're serving people, and I think this is the key he's going at here, and when you're serving people, it's not just people you're serving, but you're serving the Father. So there's a very positive two-edged sword there. Number one, you don't allow what people do to determine the excellence and the intensity of your serving because you're doing it as unto the Lord. That's what Jesus is telling them. Number two, as a leader yourself, you don't have inhibitions about asking people to serve because you're carrying something in you that they're not just serving you or doing a task, but this is a kingdom thing that they're serving. So I think those leading need to be reminded of that. And I think those leading need to remind people all the time in a gracious way, thank you for serving the Lord. It's the Lord you're serving. I've noticed where people get offended sometimes or discouraged maybe is a better word, that they do it because they've lost track of who they're serving. And that's not the leader's fault. That's their heart fault. They've just gotten a little out of focus. That's all. And they just need to to get their GPS working again and remember why they're serving and remember who they're serving. I think that's the key to this whole text, personally. I think that's what you have to understand. And I think the disciples understood what Jesus was saying there. But again, he sat down with them and sat around and talked to them. So listen, I want to explain this to you. Here's how the kingdom works. He didn't rebuke them. He didn't get mad at them. He didn't say that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. He was teaching them how to be great. There's nothing wrong with having ambition to want to be great for God. You just got to do it God's way. You got to be a servant. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to remember at the end of the day, when you lay your head down, that you did it as unto the Lord. Not simple, but not complicated either. Take some sanctification. So this portrait of Jesus, I think really tells us a lot about how he related to his disciples and how we can relate to other people. Hey, I trust this was a blessing to you. I would encourage you to go back and read your Bible, read what I talked to you about today. Let the Holy Spirit ingrain that in your heart. So good to be with you. Be blessed. God is looking for self-starting, self-governing people who are teachable and will respond to the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tucson. 
Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.